Hi, I'm Megan Francis. And I'm Dave Kroc. And this is the LifeWork Podcast. In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey, everyone, Megan here. So a little secret, um, at some point in this show, Dave and I witness a car catching on fire outside the window. <laughs> and we want to give, we want to uh, reward you for listening. So if you listen, you know, to the show and can identify the timestamp at which there's a car fire outside of the window and then leave us a comment on the show notes, we will send you a free, uh, a free copy of Strengths Finder, which is the book where one of the books we're talking about in today's episode, if you're the first one. So go ahead and listen to the show. Go to lifeworkpodcast.com, episode 16, and leave us a note letting us know at what point in the show, what time in the show, there's a car fire. And car we'll, fire. we will reward you. Just make sure you leave a valid email address and we'll get back to you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Life Work. I'm Megan Francis here with Dave Kroc. Hello. Hey, Dave. Dave, who are you? I don't even know. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about personality types. It turns out that Dave and I are both kind of junkies in the whole self-awareness, self-analysis, self-testing to figure out who one's self is. Narcissistic. Field. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I prefer to think of it as self-aware. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it turns out that while Dave and I have both been kind of into this idea and world of, of personality testing and types and typing for a while, um, we've done it in different ways. I've been kind of more into the Myers-Briggs and actually the Enneagram, which we're not going to get into today because that's a whole other thing. Although I think I, didn't I have you take the Enneagram once? I'm not even sure. I think so. And I think it it's turned a little, out- a little more woo-woo than- It's a little more woo-woo and a little more um, like therapy almost. But oh, I want to nice. say the number that you came up with was the number that a lot of other people I do business with have also okay. been. So, and I think okay. that there are patterns to be seen there. Gotcha. Uh, we can get into that, into that a different day. Or I'll, I'll just link to it in the- um, in the show notes, but um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Myers-Briggs and Dave's going to talk about StrengthsFinder, mm -hmm. which is kind of like Myers-Briggs with a, like a business focus is the kind of the way that I, I look at it. It's different. Yeah. It, it more focuses on what are your strengths are, um, but it's just got to look a, a little bit of a different, you know, you, you, you should be the one talking about this because you're the one who knows what you're talking about. Well, that's okay. I, I'm, it's, I'm kind of enjoying just Watching me like flail around, flail around over here. <laughs> well, this, like I will continue to do throughout there, even though I have some idea what I'm talking about, I'm still going to flail. Oh, that's fine. So I'll, I'll point and laugh. Good. Um, Good. But lots, I did... lots of flailing this episode, folks. <laughs> I did want to say before you, you know, kick it off, Dave, that many times um, when we've been talking either on the show or off, you have referred to your strengths finder results and how it sort of sums up who you are when it comes to business. And mm -hmm. please, please state that for me. Sure. So um, I'll give a little context okay. first. So the Strengths Finder assessment is basically a, an so you get it in a book. Um, the book is, so I don't know, 160 pages or so. The first 30 or so are basically just describing what this is like, what it's about, what is Strength Finder, what is the assessment like, what is it doing, and the rest of the book is basically all of the 34 different types of strengths or talents that people can be kind of tested to have, so to speak. And uh, what the test will do is boil down from all the 34 types your top five, and we'll kind of return what are the top five 
talents that you seem to naturally have an aptitude for of those 34. And now it doesn't necessarily mean like you're displaying those talents or they're maximized in your life or anything like that. There's still the time investment it takes to develop those talents into strengths. Right. But um, that's kind of the approach, which I think is great because if you think about it in society, we tend to sometimes we focus on weaknesses, right? We focus on improving the things we're not good at, Yeah. which in reality, you, you actually get a lot more benefit by playing to your strengths than you do by trying to improve your weaknesses. Now, granted, I think, I am a, a textbook example of how improving your weaknesses can change your life. But at the same time, I think focusing, I, th- the only reason I was able to do those things is I focused on my strengths. And you can improve your weaknesses when they are deterrent yeah. to make them less of a deterrent, but yes. they're never going to become, most likely, right. the stuff at the bottom of the barrel is never really going to rise to the top. The stuff you suck at, you're going to become <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> yeah, and so, which is better than sucking. But, right, yeah, you don't, but but you're not going to be excelling. But you could be amazing if you could be the best at right. your five or even your number one. Or the best at besting. Right, the best at being the best. The best at being the best. So so, so boil it down. So boiling it down. So my my I took the strength finder assessment in 2014 for the first time actually. And um, my results came back where the top 5 strengths were these. Number 1 was competition, which those of you that actually know me, that's probably zero surprise to anybody that actually knows me or has known me for more than a couple years. Um, I love competition. I love pitting myself against the best and winning or achieving things, whatever that, that drives me. It it just excites me. Um, number two is intellection, which again, more people that know me know I spend a lot of time sitting by myself thinking. And so that is something that is a big part of my life. Um, and it's a strength. It's a strength. The, The process of thinking through things and reasoning to solutions. Um, the third thing was futuristic. So, thinking into the future, planning things ahead, kind of building the, the seeing a vision ahead of when it occurs. Um, number four for me was strategic, which is this process of kind of discerning amongst a number of different ways to go, which way is the best. And then the fifth one was relater. So it's this process of y- utilizing other people and working with other people to get things done or to um, connect with other people. And so when I, I got those five back and I thought, okay, how am I, how am I possibly going to remember these mm. and know to focus on them unless I create a list and then look at this list all the time? And after a while, as I was thinking through, I'm like, what does it kind of say about me, right? Right. And I was able to boil it down into one sentence. Um, and so if competition, intellection, futuristic, strategic, relater, to me boiled down to I like to think and plan winning the future with my friends. And that, it, w- the more I thought about that after I came up with that sentence, it really does reflect who I am. It yeah. really does reflect me when I'm at my best. Mm. And so um, that's that's kind of where I where I settle in with that. And so what's been interesting is in the two years since uh, almost two years since I took this test, I've spent a lot of time kind of keeping that sentence in the back of my mind when I chose what new things to do, what areas of my businesses to be involved with, or other involvements I had in the community. And uh, it's really helped to kind of focus me in on choosing things that are best for me to be doing and avoiding or saying no to the things I shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. that wouldn't really play to those strengths or that I might be doing for the wrong reasons or whatever. And so the outcomes of my choices of involvements in the two years since I took this this test, the strength finder assessment have been great. And and I, I do I do think that it played a role. So I'm going to tell you my five, my top five. And I do not have a fun little sentence made yet around these, but 
maybe with time and maybe with Dave's help, I'll be able to come up with one. So well, uh, you tell me the five <laughs> and then I will spit out something that may or may <laughs> not be even gonna, remotely good. I mean, this is going to be so much flailing people. Okay. So number one is positivity. Okay. I think that's very true. Um, I think I tend to think an idea is a great idea right off the bat. I tend to think other people's ideas are great ideas. Sometimes that's a, a strength and it can also be a weakness. But I, I guess maybe any strength can be a weakness, right? Right. Um, number two is ideation. Also totally true for me. I always have ideas. Number three is adaptability. Totally true for me. I can go from this is the plan to whoops, that's not working out. And sometimes that's also a problem. Because sometimes I give up on things too quickly or I adapt too quickly before I let something simmer for a mm -hmm. while, mm -hmm. before I give it a chance to fail a little bit. I'm always like, oh, well, if this isn't working, how can I change it to make it better? And maybe sometimes just letting it, you know, percolate a little right. while right. would actually season. be. Season. Exactly. Season. Um, number four for me was also strategic. And here's something that's interesting. I think for a long time, I thought I was not a very strategic person. I didn't think I was, I never thought of myself as a strategic thinker. Um, I think part of that, that's twofold. One thing is because I've been a solo entrepreneur for so long, I didn't have anyone to strategize with hmm. or bounce ideas off with. So there was really nothing for me to say, this is better than that. It was just like kind of me on my own, just doing whatever came in front of me. Yeah. And I also mistook strategy for systems. I'm not naturally a systems person. Gotcha. And I took those two things to be kind of the same and they're not. But I, I think it took me a while to kind of realize the difference. Yeah, so um, yeah. I, I thought that one I was kind of, I was like, I don't think that's me. But after I thought about it, I think I am always, especially, I think sometimes um, a good way to figure out if something is true for you is if it's not always necessarily if you're doing it for yourself, but if it's the kind of thing you do naturally for other people. Like I'm the kind of person, if I'm in someone else's business or home or restaurant, I'm always thinking like the way they should be doing things. How this could be better. Yeah, how this could be better. And, you know... Sometimes you get a little myopic about your own business and you don't see things that way. But I, but if you find yourself always doing that around, you know, in any other situation, then mm -hmm. yeah. Um, number five is an activator. And I think that's totally true. In fact, I think someone actually told me once that they thought I was an activator. And I thought, hmm. that, that's very right. I do things. Like I think about something. Right. I think about it for a little bit. And then I take action. When can we start? When can we start? Yeah. So I think those are all very true for me. I was surprised um, that Relator didn't come up. But it may just be that that's something I do on a personal level and maybe it's not like I'm all teamwork. I don't really see myself sure. as a huge team player. Sure. Um, it's not that I hate people. It's just, you know, that I don't think that way necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and, and the, the test itself does produce. There's actually a version you can you can purchase which shows in order all 34 Oh, okay. So you might find that number six and seven might be some of these ones you've suspected were, right, were that, near the top. Yeah. But we're just not in that top five. So so this is interesting. Okay, so you've got positivity, which I think of from the perspective of encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. Of the kind of looking at the the pros or the strengths of mm -hmm. different things. Um, ideation, which is the ability to, um, you're fascinated by ideas and you're, you're good at coming up with ideas. And so you like to explore the exploring possibilities in a way, right? Um, adaptability. And I'm doing all this with the, the intent to try and boil this down to a sentence. So we'll see if yeah. this, if this fails miserably. Analyze me, Dave. Right. This, if this fails miserably, <laughs> it's going to be out there for all like posterity. If it's sentences for now, that's all right. All I right. can boil it down later. So adaptability, um, that's an interesting one. So basically you're, you're navigating 
the path, right? You're navigating as things come up, right? So navigation is the word that kind of sticks with me there. So you've got encouragement, exploring possibilities, navigation, choosing the best path, which is strategic, right? Choosing amongst a number of options, what might be the better one to go on and the bias for action. So in a way you motivate and encourage people down the path and help guide them through the pitfalls that may occur. You're good at this. They should hire you. They should. They should hire they should, you to take every potential combination. That would be a lot of combinations. This should There's be a 35, thing. Oh, and write them all out. And then come up with like a, a descriptor for every single combination. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd take a royalty off every one of these yeah. tests that was done. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good with that. So, so tell me, okay, so anyway, and, and we can continue talking about that, um, but I also want to get to our weaknesses. And yeah, I want to know sure. which ones for you were low. Oh, so I, I need to find the 34 because I at one point I actually had them um, and I know I, I purchased that. So I just don't I'm not sure where um, where I've got that located. I'm while we are actually doing this. I'm looking up my up. Oh, there it is. I tell you what. Evernote is an amazing thing. You just searched for it and found it. huh? I, I typed 34. Oh, God. And boom, there it was. So at the bottom of my list. Here we go. <laughs> Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're like, I should never have gotten into business. So what am I well, I'll do the bottom five. All right. <laughs> okay. So one, two, three, four, five. So the bottom five adaptability was number 30 for me, which is interesting really? because I do have to, in what I do, I have to adapt huh. significantly on a lot of yeah frequently. So um, they pr- so people who are especially talented in the adaptability theme prefer to go with the flow. So maybe I'm not as much a go with the flow kind of guy. That, that doesn't surprise me. No. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't make the right. Yeah. Pivot when you have to, but you seem like the kind of person who I'm not just going to make get blown a in the decision wind. and you right. You see it through. At least see it through to complete failure. To complete. That's what yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. So um, number thirty-one is woo, which is basically um, people that are talented in that. Uh, they love to meet new people and win them over. So that kind of okay. thing. So that um, I've got a friend. His name is Matt. He's exceptionally good at this, and it's actually one of his top. It may even be his number one. Um, people just like being around him. He's mm. able to kind of just get people together and, and um, um, kind of break the ice and that kind of thing. So so that's number 31. Okay. Uh, the third worst strength for Mr. Dave Kroc here is empathy, which is Ooh. interesting. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that might hear that and go, yeah, that's, that pretty much sums him up. He could care less about what's actually happening <laughs> with other people. Um and I, and that's not true, but it's something that probably isn't as well developed in me. I yeah. think I, I think it's something I, and it's actually on my list of things to develop, um, to encourage and and grow in in the, yeah. in the next year. Actually, is is oh, empathy. I want to grow more empathetic. So that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. And here it is, number uh, the second worst on this top ten list of my worst strengths or my worst my strongest weaknesses, I guess. Um, is harmony. So people, especially talented in harmony, look for consensus. They they don't enjoy conflict, rather they seek areas of agreement. Huh. So and for me, I I think I like to I like to weed through all of the possible thoughts and, and find the best one maybe. Yeah. And so which would actually make sense why I'm not as empathetic with all the different possibilities. Huh. And okay. Yeah. So I I, I tend to kinda maybe I'm a little hard headed. I think this kind of sums up in that way. And the number one weakness for me, according to this this test, the the strength finder test, is includer. And people oh. who are especially talented in the includer theme, includer theme are accepting of others. They show awareness of those who feel left out and make an effort to include them. So bringing people into the fold who are not in the fold. And that's interesting because there's not, 
I, I don't I can't think of a lot of instances where that is something that is present in my life. So I haven't had a lot of chances to to do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of the ones that you're you are weak in, I'm flipping through a list of them. I don't have I didn't pay for the for the thing, so I don't have my access to my my biggest weaknesses, I don't think. Yeah. But, um, well, and, and after that experience here on, uh, live on the podcast, <laughs> I might recommend people don't do that and put it out there for potentially millions well, of Well, I'm going to totally, I'm going to do it now because yeah. I really want to know what my weakness is. But if I had a guess just flipping through this list that I'm looking at now, I would say probably focus, discipline. Um, here's an interesting one. Hold on, I flipped past it. Oops. Oh, shoot. Something about it was one that I accidentally flipped past it, but it's like you treat everyone the same. Um, you you don't you don't like it, it seems oh, like consistency. Consi- was it consistency? It is consistency. Yeah. Yep. So like you want the same thing. Oh yeah, you're yeah. So consistency. You're keenly aware of the need to treat people the same, no matter what their station in life. And I am always kind of like looking at the world through a very different lens, where I'm um, making allowances, or you know what I mean. It's just yeah. a little bit of a different way of looking sure, at the world. Sure. And I think that maybe you might be more consistent and right. less empathetic. Right. Whereas for me, the empathy. Well, and, and the other thing to think about is when in going through this list of 34, it's if you assume like a baseline score of zero and then one might be a plus 10, yeah. you know, is a really strong, there, there are none of these, it doesn't score you as being below zero. So it doesn't score. Oh, okay. it as, it's just, this is the furthest thing from your biggest strength of these possible strengths. Right. So that's one thing to, to think about too. Um, that yeah. these are all, but, but quite frankly, these are, if, if it's at the bottom of the list, it's something we're not that well developed or talented in. No, no. And it, and it may not have anything to do with our choices or, um, biases or otherwise. It's just natural aptitude. Yeah. So, so then what's the takeaway? So for you, this is something where you've learned to really focus on the five things that you are best at because then you can right. become the best. And that's important to you because you're a competitor. Well, that it, probably is also very low for me. I'm not very competitive. Yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily being the best that is the outcome you're looking for. But as a, for a competitor, what you're trying to do, it's it's comparison in a way. Right. Yeah. So even if it's being better than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. that's the competition. Right. The competition is continual improvement or oh, okay. or here's the possible outcomes. I want to get the best one of those outcomes yeah. or those sorts of things is where okay. that competition plays in. And yeah, if you're stomping the competition out there, you know, that's just yeah. a bonus. Well, and that's interesting. I mean, and, and looking at that one as an example, I, I think that I'm very um, motivated by my own, you know, personal record type situation. Yeah. Um, not so much other people. I tend to keep yeah. my eyes in my own lane and which it also can be a weakness. It's it's interesting like how things can be both a strength and a weakness. Absolutely. Have you found any of your strengths to be weaknesses um, as well? I think competition is one that can yeah. be a weakness uh, for sure. Um, I think sometimes the race to see who can put the dishes away faster um, is not necessarily <laughs> where competition is a, an important, you know, those yeah. kinds of things is where it's, okay, Dave, it's not, everything's not a game, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to win at everything. So um, that that is that is something where it served me well in my professional life. Um and then there's been times when it's been it's been a down a downfall. Um, intellection is my second strength. I, I think in a way sometimes people could interpret intellection as that guy's kind of a he's kind of antisocial. Yeah. Like look at him sitting over there in the corner at this event, you know, focusing on one person or right. or checking out the project that this the event is about or you know whatever. And so a lot of it has to do with it's it's being introspective. And so you kind of you're introspective first and then you're outgoing next. 
Um, so sometimes that can be interpreted differently, but futuristic, sometimes you're stuck in the future. You're always thinking about the future, being, living the present. You know, that's a, that's a potential downside to being futuristic. Yeah. So, so all these things I think have their inverse as being a potential, potential strength or a potential weakness as well. Yeah. But I think it, it, what it is, it's essentially about knowing yourself, right? right? So getting to the point where you know yourself well enough that you can then surround yourself with other people who augment or, or complement your strengths and weaknesses to kind of move things in, in the direction you want to be. If you're, if you're involved in any sort of group activity, right. business or sports or um, any organizations you're part of. Yeah. Well, and, and, and something like, for example, empathy, you said you want to work on that this year, becoming more empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that can't really be replaced like in personal relationships. I mean, you can't really hire someone to be empathetic no. to your you have to fiance. Grow it. Yeah. <laughs> for you. You have to grow it. You have to grow that yourself. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's some of those are like, you know, things that you can more readily uh, surround yourself with people who can step in. Right. And maybe in a, in a business perspective where I, where I think empathy is really important is uh, being able to put yourself in your customer's shoes oh, and absolutely. understand their problems and their concerns and their needs and start, like we talked yeah. about, start with their needs in mind. Yes. But you can also get help with that. Right. But again, you can't get help unless you, I guess, go to a therapist helping sure. make up with your girlfriend after you, you know, blow it because you... Right. I don't even know. Do something I, stupid. Yeah. Ha, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> oh, have I ever have I ever done something, something stupid <laughs> in personal relationships that related from a lack of empathy? Yeah, I think yeah. there's a I think there's a a there's there's a just bodies strewn body. in in the path looking backwards. Um, I've You're like, had, why would they do that? That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've definitely I've definitely messed up in those areas significantly yeah. and multiple times. And I think I think that's so so the question is. If the question is, should you focus on your strengths or try and improve your weaknesses? Right. I, I, I think it, it doesn't have to be an either or. Right. I think there are times when improving your weaknesses is actually the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. This would be an example, right? right. So being empa- being an empathetic person actually does get you further in life, mm-hmm. um, especially with the gentler sex, right? Yes. If you are a male out there and you're uh, interacting with females and you're trying to get to know how they think and how they act, that, that is certainly something that is uh, important. It's worth looking into. It's, it's worth by, checking out. <laughs> by the book. So tell me about the book then. It, does the book help you make sense of what to do next? That's the, yes. that's the question. So you now you know what your five strengths are. Mm-hmm. Now this book is going to help you do what? What is it going to help you? Yeah, do? well, the the test itself. So you take you take the test, and it takes about thirty minutes. So you need about thirty minutes of interrupted time. Um, it does time out, so you have to you have to move your way through it. Okay. Um, so it's it's kind of about like you're not going to take forty minutes to think about a question, right? You're you're going to go with your natural gut on what is how would I react in that situation because that is more likely what is your natural right um, bias, so to speak, or ability. Um, so what happens is you get these top five, and then there's like a um, they kind of call it a report where you basically get some uh, section section one is awareness so it kind of shows hey i've got this strength that is competition and then um there's some personalized insights that so what makes you stand out so um i'll just read the first couple sentences in mind so on competition it says driven by your talents you may peruse that is studiously examine specific types of books publications documents or internet sites to gather information and collect insights this knowledge can sometimes give you the edge you need to better produce outcomes or scores better than anybody else can uh, perhaps your drive to be the very best motivates you to read a lot about certain subjects. That's true in my life. Um, chances are good that you sometimes strive to finish first or be the best in specific situations. It partially explains why you're eager to compare your individual results to those of uh, strangers, teammates, peers, otherwise. 
Uh, and by, by nature, you sometimes work hard to reach specific personal goals or professional goals. So kind of helps you discover a little bit more about yourself. And so then there's also some questions. So one question here is, as, you, as I read this, these strengths, insights, what words, phrases, or lines stand out to me? Or of all the talents in this insight, what would I like for others to see in me most? Those kinds of things to help give you awareness about your strengths and what is good about them what to look out for. Mm. Um, and that there's also some further into the, the assessment or the results. It gives you more questions and um, some ideas for action. So for instance, under that competition one, um, select work environments in which you can measure your achievements. You might not be able to s- discover how good you can be without competing. Okay. So that's, a, that's an idea for action. And there's about 20 of those for each, uh, each strength that you find. So pretty cool, pretty cool, cool. stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so I'm, I like it. I, I tend to give this book out to all key people that are, end up being in, in my life just to kind of get a sense. Because I like to know what, what's, what they're good at. Right. You know, it really helps me understand how, whether if we're working together, how best yeah. we can work together, or what I can play to in terms of the strengths, or, yeah. or what I can um, ask of them, or yeah. um, they can ask of me. It is interesting to me that the number of your strengths would definitely be at the bottom of my weakness list, I'm assuming, and probably vice versa. And I think that's probably pretty common when people end up doing business together or doing projects together. Yeah, I, I think bet, it's possible. You know, yeah. Yeah. That there's that. Um, there's a reason why certain people end up working together well. And yeah. it's usually because one is filling a need right. or a strength that the other one doesn't have. Sure. So. And over time, there's probably a quote unquote natural selection that happens right. too, right? If yeah. you, if you, if everybody was in the organization was only good at these things, right. there's some glaring weaknesses that our organization I wanna, has. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of people like me. I mean, there's only room for one of me in this town. So that's right. There you go. <laughs> All right, should we move on then to yeah. uh, Myers-Briggs? Let's okay. talk about it. So I'm going to just read a really quick um, little description because every time I try to just go off the cuff about this, I, I flail. I flail, Dave. Okay, so Myers-Briggs um, has been around forever. I want to say 40 or 50 years. It's been kind mm-hmm. of part of the common um, culture and at least part of psychology um, field where people have been measuring these basically four different areas of which there can be 16 combinations. Mm-hmm. So here's a basic sum up from the Myers from myersbriggs.org and I will link to this um, Sure. And this is in this the is a personality notes. test, right? This is this a personality is, test. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't necessarily related only to work, although um, I'm going to read your how it oh. relates to you, how your type All relates right. to you in the work world. Cool. Um, so here are the four different sort of categories. Um, the favorite world. Do you prefer to focus on the outer world or your own inner world? This is called extroversion which gives you an E, or introversion, which gives you an I. That's the E or I of mm-hmm. E and whatever your type is. Which is the first letter, the first of, the letter four you, of the four. The first letter of the four. Number two is information. Do you prefer to focus on the basic information you take in, or do you t- interpret and add meaning? If it's the first, you're, a sense, you're sensing. If it's second, you're, um, it's intuition. Okay. Decisions. When making decisions, do you prefer to first look at logic and consistency or first look at the people and special circumstances? This is called thinking or feeling. Now, it's interesting to me that you got Mm -hmm. an F in that because Mm -hmm. from what you've been describing today, I would have put you more as a T, a thinker. Mm. So, And and I am a thinker, but I think... You think? (laughs) (laughs) My bias was to think there. Interesting. I feel... Maybe that, it's, yeah. Maybe I, you're actually just feeling and you're calling it thinking. Who I knows? might be, yeah. <laughs> okay. And that can also be sometimes, I. this is a total tangent, but I read someplace that um, women, if you're listening, women tend to um, undermine their own points often in the work world because they'll say, I feel rather than I think. Hmm. 
And men tend to say, I think. Interesting. And it comes off as more wishy-washy when you say, I feel. Hmm. So just something yeah. to throw out there. And I think if you don't know how different genders process and, and work through yeah. things, I think that can be... Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel it basically means I think it's it's interchangeable, but right. I can see how that could come off as kind of namby-pamby. Right. Uh, structure. Don't you love some of those words? And <laughs> <laughs> We're flailing in namby-pamby land. <laughs> Now we're cooking with gas. Okay, so structure is the last one, and that is in dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided or do you prefer to stay open to new information and options? This is either judging or perceiving. So I'm a perceiver. That's very accurate for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So are you. Mm -hmm. So I am an ENFP. And I've taken this test approximately 35 times on different sites (laughs) because I'm always curious. Right. Does it show up differently? Uh, I like to keep my options open. And it's always, I'm always in the NFP. Um, So I am an extroverted, intuitive, feeling perceiver. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you probably only took it the one time. I think I've actually taken it a couple times, okay. but but I don't remember what the first result right, was. Right, okay. So the one that you most recently took, you came up INFP, which mm-hmm. is basically just like me except introverted, mm-hmm. which maybe can give it a totally different take um, since the, the way you relate to the world isn't very different. So mm-hmm. let me look. I'm going to read to you, um, and I'm reading this from a site called 16personalities.com. I like this this version of the test because it has these little, cute little avatars that go with each of the oh, very nice. 16 yes. types and the test is kind of fun to take when it's seeing as how i'm in the pokemon world right catching all the well I need, need to have my avatar you are the mediator and um see this little hippie with the flowers that's me that's you does that feel like you peace man okay so mediators in the workplace and i'm just going to skip over because i actually break it down so like mediators as a subordinate um mediators as a colleague um, which I can also read in a minute, but I'm going to read mediator managers because I think that most accurately probably describes your role. As managers, and I'm just curious to hear if you think this applies to you um, mm-hmm. or if you're like, no, I'm taking it again. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm taking it again anyway because I need another <laughs> data point. I've only got exactly. two. As managers, mediators are among the least likely to seem like managers. Their egalitarian attitudes lend respect to every subordinate, preferring communication as human beings than as a boss or employee. Or boss-employee opposition, sorry. People with a mediator personality type are flexible, open-minded, and give their subordinates the tools they need, be they responsible delegation or an intuitive and receptive-sounding board to get the job done. Keeping their eyes on the horizon, mediators set goals that achieve a desirable end and help the person working under them to make that happen. There's a downside to this style. And that's the thing. These things always make you sound awesome right. at the beginning. But wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there's a downside to the style as sometimes the boss just needs to be the boss. Mediators know how they feel about criticism and are reluctant to subject others to that same experience, whether it's needed or even welcome. Further complicating this role, when mediators are under stress, as when someone really does warrant criticism, they can become extremely emotional. Hmm. It can affect their judgment or even cause them to withdraw inwardly. So do you think that that's true? So tackling the first part of that, um, the, the leadership style, Yeah. Um, I think that is true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and again, you'd have to ask the people that I work with most closely, um, some of my leaders, how they feel about that. But I do tend to create an open dialogue mm-hmm. scenario. Um, going back to my strength finder assessment, I like to think and plan winning the future with my friends. So I kind of help guide that process by asking questions, by... I don't really operate in a top-down sort of dictatorial yeah. fashion, right? Okay. Um, some of my organizations are seven layers deep, right. and the the if you're if you're going top to bottom of an org chart, which I hate to do, I tend to go bottom up 
and where the customer is actually at the top and mm, then okay. the business owners are actually at the bottom. And so the people above you on the chart are actually the people that write your paycheck, so to speak. Um, if I'm in that, in, in those seven layers, the people at the other end of the layer from me are as important to the end result. Now we provide different levels of value, right? So compensation might be different or otherwise, but still key players in the, in the, the overall scheme. So I do tend to seek input. Um, more so than say this is what is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but d- what about the other part? Do you have a hard so, time criticizing? Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think it, it, it tends to, it doesn't, if there's, if I can avoid the criticism altogether and can just provide guidance, Yeah. then yeah, that usually will be the way to go. Um, but if you have situations where there's, it's an extreme need to address something. Yeah. Yeah. Then it, then you, it's tough. It's tough to want to do that or to not want to do that and to need to do that. Right. Um, but I think over the course of some hardened years of having to terminate people and mm. provide correction and those sorts of things, you just kind of get used you to it. You got a little hardened. I've gotten hardened, which is where the empathy is gone. Exactly. It's, you used to have it. I used to have it. And it's gone now. And the world beat me up. <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay. So I'll read mine my, for ENFP. And yep. actually, they're, they're somewhat similar. Um, Again, this is under kind of like leadership style. Mm-hmm. Campaigners are not, and I'm a campaigner. That's my okay. type, ENFP. What is your little avatar? Oh, I'll show you. He's like climbing, I don't know, climbing not, a mountain a, or something. Not a hippie? No, look at I've got a backpack and a necktie. You're like a Sherpa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I am. And oh. actually, going back to your strengths here, so like you, the encourager, guide people through yeah. the path, that kind of thing. <laughs> Does it match up? Okay. Kind of like a Sherpa. I kind of want you to take, I want you to take this one again and just see if you still come up INFP. Because it could be that you've got like, even one letter off yeah. can totally throw it. And if you overthought anything, and you might be an overthinker and like... Mm-hmm. Waited a little, you know what I mean? If you kind of oh thought it through more, yeah, I, yeah. If, or if there wasn't, if I had like forty-five minutes to evaluate my answer to one question, which is a possibility, and then you thought too hard, and then you yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing that it's not going to change. I am an introvert, so yeah. I probably will not become an extrovert. I'm I'm like the introvert that can be the extrovert for a period of sure. time, and then I retreat into my lair because I'm absolutely yeah. drained from yeah. all the all these stimulation and connection with people. Um, but I, um, the intuition probably isn't going to change. The feeling thinking might, Maybe. that might flop a little bit. I That's tend to, I, I tend to be pretty wondered. middle of the road with that because yeah. I, I tend to have a I was a musician, but then yeah. I was, you know, technical entrepreneur guy. Right. So I kind of have both sides of that. The judging, perceiving, I think, I think those two, the, potentially the go. feeling thinking and the judging, perceiving, I'm a little bit closer to the middle of the road. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and what's interesting about the thing you said about, um, uh, about extroversion and introversion is um, actually, and I know ENFP, and it might be true for INFP, is the one type that's closest to kind of being ambiverted or swinging. So mm-hmm. I'm sort of an introverted extrovert in that yeah. I am extroverted, but I also like to be alone and sure. I get overwhelmed. Sometimes I'm just not feeling it. And right. I, so it's, it's a little more like middling in that way. Right. Okay, so campaigners are not great fans of heavy hierarchy and bureaucracy, and this is most evident when they take on the role of manager, or in my case, when they avoid taking on the role of manager because <laughs> they don't want to. Because that's a bureaucracy. It's a level. Uh, it's a level. It's a level of bureaucracy. As managers, campaigner personalities behave much as they do as colleagues. They establish real friendships and use their broad popularity to inspire and motivate, taking on the role of leader, working alongside subordinates rather than shouting from behind their desks. Campaigners will tend to believe in the concept of intrinsic motivation, the idea that things are worth doing for their own sake, not because of some convoluted system of punishments and rewards. That's completely and and totally me. Um, And I think we actually had a conversation during our entrepreneur group where I was saying the method by which I had come to make hires Mm -hmm. was by mentoring people and becoming their friends first. Right. And it worked out for me 
for a lot of reasons that might not work out for someone in a different kind of sure. job or right. a different kind of business. Sure. Um, but that, or, or your next two or three hires. Well, maybe right. Even. Cause I yeah. can't, I've already hired all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> now what am I going to do? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll have to have them hire their friends. There you go. Okay. So unfortunately not everyone buys into this philosophy. Challenges arise when faced with subordinates who actually prefer to be closely directed with clearly defined objective objectives and timetables. People who are just doing their jobs. Yes. I'm terrible at that. I'm like, no, let's, create something together don't clock you know punch a clock just tell me what you got done i mean i'm you know it's working so far but i'm gonna have to make some changes more challenging still are those rare moments when a reprimand is necessary um so there's more but it's it's similar you know there's a lot of similarities there so i guess for me and you know there's 16 of these we obviously can't deeply get into all of them the whole point of a strengths finder or a myers-briggs or the enneagram or any personality test is it's just a tool Mm-hmm. To find out more about yourself and what that might mean in your life and in your work. Right. Absolutely. Full um, stop. Full stop. Yep. Done. Done. Mic drop. There you go. Episode over. <laughs> yeah. What, what's What's interesting is, and and this is something that has come out in recent studies. So what I'm what I'm studying right now, the things I'm spending most of the time thinking about mm-hmm. are how to develop as a leader more into a role where I am thinking, planning, winning the future with my friends and less technical day to day operational stuff. Um, thinking more about the the venture capital side and the the side of actually developing things out and making investments outside of my own organization and things like that, which I've done some of, but I'm thinking about doing more of that in a not really a, a Berkshire Hathaway type type approach, but something along those lines. So, and then the other thing is systems and yeah. developing a really rock solid methodology by which the business operates, whatever that business happens to be. Well. The, the whole thing that's come up in my personality type and also in yours, the idea, the being a little antithetical to trying to reprimand or provide that clarity or whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of allowing people to see where it takes them or I yeah. want to hear what you think or that kind of thing where people need direction that the system providing the direction and the, the leader providing this is the what the expectations are for you in your role and what you should be able to accomplish. Actually going through the process of doing those things and defining them out actually helps I guess in a way create the target so the what right it creates the what should be achieved and then for at least for me I can I can allow people interpretation on how yeah so if this is if this is exactly how we do this basic process in our business well there's some still some leeway in there for how they can interact with that yeah. or or it frees them up to hit this other target that we have where they actually do get to figure out how we're going to do it and you know, another thing that I like about that is it allows you to kind of blame the system. It reminds me of when my kids were really little and I never wanted to be that real authorita- like right. authoritarian mom. Sure. And so I would make a rule and then blame the rule. And it sounds really silly, but it would totally work. So if sure. I was saying to a kid, you know, well, we don't eat popsicles on the sofa. Like, please. I'm like, yeah, but that's just the rule. I mean, so. It's just, it, it, see, it, here it is. It's right here it's written just down. The rule. And it was so funny because it would totally work. It took the pressure off of me because it right. wasn't me being mean. Right. It was just me saying, oh, no, but that's just the rule. I never even said where the rule came from. Who wrote the rule? It didn't matter. For all the kids knew, right. it was just handed down on high. Right. They had no idea. Well, there's but then the, it because I'm the, the mommy, that, right. that, that, that becomes. It would kind of shut the them up, too, though. And they'd be like, oh, oh, it's the rule. Oh, yeah. Then they wouldn't even really bother fighting about it. Right. 
Is it just because there's this agreed upon right. principle that these are the rules, right? Yeah. So, and then on the flip side, there might be some rules that when X, Y, and Z oh, happens yeah. on the positive end, I get candy, right? Exactly. Or, so that kind or of thing. that there are some flex. Some rules are more flexible than others, right. and some have different, you know, variants depending on time sure. and day and all that kind of thing. But well, now taking the jump from kids into the workplace, this actually does work in in a sense too, because if you have a well-defined process and you say this is the way we're going to do it every single time. And we're going to follow this process because this is, we've designed it. We've mm-hmm. found that these are the best ways to do this. And if somebody can offer a suggestion that would immediately improve that process, right. we immediately implement it. And that right. becomes the new way that we do it. So there's in, there's input into that process, but it becomes always that we're all in agreement. This is the rule. The rule. And then and we change the it. rule. We change the rule when yeah. it's necessary to change the rule. Yeah. 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 So you kind of have the best of both worlds there. Yeah. There's a car on fire outside. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually on fire, but it uh, <laughs> doesn't happen often enough here at the studio. I was looking, and there was this huge, like, cloud of smoke just came out of this car. Maybe it won't actually burst into flames, but that looks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a serious overheat. Right there, is what that is. <laughs> Where we're, am we're, I parked? I'm far enough away. We're though. we're we're keeping a close eye on it here at the studio. Just, well, uh, maybe this is a good time to wrap up. <laughs> holy cow! Yeah, it looks like public works have stopped by, but. Uh, <laughs> So if you hear sirens in the background, folks, uh, we might have to move hey, this. Hey, we are keeping it real right now. That's um, right. That's yeah. right. So sorry, I just paused there because I was looking at the window. I was like, oh, well, look we, at that. I think people should understand we're real people in yeah, a real, real town people. with real things happening. Right outside of our very real window. That's right. This is not uh, this is not pie in the sky <laughs> no. theory from on high. Absolutely. All right. Well, have we kind of wrapped up our topic? I think we have. I think we? so. All right. Yeah. It's car no, fires and everything. Car fires and everything. Know yourself. Yeah. Flail a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And uh, don't be afraid to be namby pamby and uh, get out there and provide people some structure and some leadership and uh, play to your strengths. Absolutely. I think that sums it up. That kind of sums up this week. All right. Thanks, everyone. If you want to find some of the things that we've been talking about, this is going to be a resource-heavy one because we talked about a couple different um, tests and books and stuff. Mm -hmm. Go to lifeworkpodcast.com. Check out episode 16, and there you will find those links. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday. And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.